All right. Awesome. So I'm about to try some things this morning. I'm way over antsy about stuff or whatever, but. So I want to finish up the story dead hard. It's dear to my heart because I love it so much because she's my dead heart. I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Trying to move this like that. Maybe. I'm trying this so I can read. Oh, there we go. Awesome blossom, mate. So I'm also po I'm podcasting and uh, <laughs> at the same time. Because I figured I'd do that too. You know, why not? Just press record. <laughs> Easy enough. Duh. So yeah, so we're recording Dead Heart. This is the ending, chapter 8 and 9. So just a quick recap. Um, our brave knight, Sir Aegeon, has just been eaten by a ravenous dragon that he actually just saved from death. And uh, he's inside the dragon now, I guess. Dead. He's dead. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's not. No. But, uh, so, uh, Margaret and Toad and Frog, the Toad, are terrified and are running away. So, with that, thanks for joining you, Neweb Productions. A reading of my book, number one, best selling. Book Dead Heart An Origin Story Chapter 8 Here we go. Chapter 8 Dead Heart Standing stunned at what they just witnessed, Margaret and Frog turned and ran as the dragon opened fire, literally on them. A ball of blue flame shot forth from the dragon's mouth, erupting against the cave floor where only moments before the two stood. Off they ran, back down the mountain as fast as possible, unable to fully comprehend what had just happened. They both felt the fear of their impending doom and the loss of their friend. A monstrous roar exploded at their backs, propelling them faster than either believed possible, back down the trail. Finally reaching the bottom, they looked back up in horror as the dragon soared high above them, circling the mountaintop. The weight of what had just happened falling on them, as they looked at one another and realized Sir Aegeon was gone. Before he had a chance to jump up, before either had a chance to jump on their horses and race away, the dragon dove directly for them, shooting fire and closing in on them at a breakneck pace. Margaret began to pray, pulling at her scythe. As she was going down, she was going down swinging. She would not cower any longer or run, for both were of no use in the face of such a creature. Frog turned back into a toad and hopped into a saddle into the saddlebag still attached to the horses, who were desperately trying to run. As the dragon scorched the sky with more fire and increasing velocity, it seemed as if it would, if time stood still. Margaret bravely stood her ground, scythe in hand, still looking very every bit as dangerous. The dragon let out a final wail. <laughs> as it was mere feet away from Margaret. But this time it sounded different. Not a roar of anger, but one of fear and pain. Inexplicab inexplicably, the dragon went limp in midair. 
Margaret, striking with all her might as she dove out of the way, her blade merely glanced off the side of the dragon's thick red and black scales as the breast, as the beast crashed with enormous weight into the ground. Readying herself for another attack from the dragon, Margaret sprang to her feet, weapon at the ready, to defend herself, even if it was to the death. However, the dragon just laid there, not moving, or even breathing for that matter. It was as if it died mid-flight. Margaret, letting her adrenaline take over, began to charge at the beast. Suddenly it began to move again. The gigantic creature only seemed to move at, at its midsection until a ripping, stabbing sound tore through the quiet of the moment and literally through the dragon's abdomen. This was unbelievable. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Believe it! Sir Aegeon shouted, bursting forth from the belly of the beast, sword flying triumphantly skyward, emerging from the creature with a great big smile on his face and a massive object in his left hand. Covered in blood and whatever else is inside a dragon, Sir Aegeon leapt from the beast to land on the ground next to Margaret. Looking completely lost for words, Margaret ran to Sir Aegeon and threw her arms around him. In utter disbelief of what she just saw, she stammered, How? With a triumphant laugh, Ha ha ha, my lady, I am a freaking zombie knight. I ripped the hearts from dragons and eat them. He actually did, right then and there, eat the dragon's heart. If Margaret were like any other girl, and I mean any other girl, she would have puked. But this made her smile and laugh all the harder, as she again embraced Sir Aegeon. Essay, you are incredible. You slayed the dragon and ate its freaking heart. That is the greatest thing I have ever seen, Margaret cried with joy. Well, my lady, <laughs> well, my, <laughs> well, my lady, well, I don't know which voice I'm doing now. Well, my lady, I realized something after the dragon ate me. What did you realize? I realized that I was given a gift when I was killed and turned into a zombie. Even though it may not seem like one at first, it is one because I am able to defend people that I care about from dangers that only I can face. To deny what I am I am is to truly become the monster I despise. Ribbit. Oh, you're a toad again? Great. You are a real jerk as a person, Sir Aegon noticed happily. Margaret, thank you for coming with me on this journey and showing me that I am more than what I was than what has happened to me. I am a hero if I choose to be. Yeah, sure. No problem, man. You want to cut this dragon's head off now and bring it back to the king? Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I can't believe I was talking about becoming a vegan. Moment of weakness. Total moment of weakness. Don't tell anyone, okay? Deal, agreed Margaret. Ribbit, ribbit, replied Frog the Toad. A loud and unexpected noise came from Sir John's stomach like rocks clanking, clacking together and the screech of an eagle. <laughs> that feels funny. I guess Dragonheart doesn't digest as easily as other things, Sir Aegeon said with a giggle. Suddenly, Sir Aegeon began to glow brighter and brighter, forcing Margaret to back away. He was glowing so brightly and pulsating with a, bright, with a blinding light that Margaret and the horses had to look away. Oh no! What is happening? I shouldn't have eaten that dragon heart, Sir Aegon yelled in panic. An explosion erupted without sound as Sir Aegon came back into focus and the light faded. It was an incredible sight to behold, 
but Sir Aegeon appeared to be the exact same. Essay, are you okay? Wow, I, I feel great. I mean, I still got no legs, but it's like my body was restored and I have this incredible burning in, in my stomach. Not painful, but pleasant. Are you alive again? Margaret asked, hopeful. The answer was yes. No, I don't believe so. My heart is still unmoving, but my craving for brains and human flesh are gone. Unfortunately, I don't think whatever happened did anything for my appearance. A voice sounded in Sir Aegeon's head. Your bravery and kindness have been rewarded. Plus, that dragon's heart you ate was a super powerful magical thingy-majig. So you will retain all of your newfound abilities, plus the ability to breathe fire like a dragon and remain immortal. But you won't have to eat brains anymore. Instead, you will have to be on the Atkins diet. It is much worse, and your cravings will be even more difficult to overcome. Sorry about that. Kind of a trade-off for all the cool powers. What is the Atkins diet, Sir Aegeon thought? Wow, this is great. Did you hear that, Margaret? Sir Aegeon shouted happily as fire burst forth from his mouth. No, I didn't hear anything. I've just been standing here staring at you. Stare off into space with a dumb look on your face for five minutes. What's up with the fire breathing? I just received great news from some strange voice in my head that only I could hear. Come on, let's head home. I will tell you on the way. Off they rode. Back to the dark forest that no longer seemed so dark and foreboding. In fact, they planned to spend the night there again. This time, they would set camp in the grove where Sir Aegeon ate all those cute, cuddly little animals. I believe Sir Aegeon was going to try and apologize to families and animals affected. Really quite the gesture. Completely restored with a new vigor and freaking dragon breath, the cool kind, the journey home seemed to take no time at all. After their short night in the forest, they reached the town walls once again. They were home. Riding up to the gates of the city, the two made quite the pair. Sir Aegeon all but glowing in his knight's armor and Margaret mirroring almost an exact opposite of Sir Aegeon's shine. Her dark appearance next to the knight enhanced the transformation Sir, Sir Aegeon had made. The knights manning the tower called down to our heroes. Sir Aegeon, is that you? A guard asked in disbelief. Is that a friggin' dragon's head? He exclaimed. Ah, oh, yes, it is, my friend. Now, open the gates and let us in. I have business with the king. Yeah, right away. Quick, open the gates, the guard yelled in awe of what he was seeing. The two slowly made their way through town, smiling and chest held high as the townspeople stared in awe, some shouting and yelling in fear and amazement at the sight of Sir Aegeon and Margaret with their trophy. I guess, I guess they will have to update those dragon battle statistics, won't they, S.A.? Ha <laughs> ha. Yes, my lady, I suppose they will. The look of elation and pride radiated from Sir Aegeon. He did the impossible, and everyone would know about it. Now to see the look on his father's and the king's face as he dragged the dragon's head up to the castle. Dismounting from their horses, they looked at one another. You ready for this, essay? More ready than I have ever been in life or death. 
Unexpectedly, he reached up, grabbing Margaret around, around the neck, around the back of her neck, and pulled her down into a very awkward kiss. Standing back up straight, looking dazed but happy, Margaret turned to look at the crowd that had followed them. All of them began to cheer and clap, some even saying, Woohoo! That was sexy! Yeah! Completely at a loss for words and red-faced with embarrassment, Margaret turned and walked towards the castle, not waiting for Sir Aegon as he untied the dragon's head and pulled it along with him inside the castle walls. The knights at the door couldn't believe their eyes. In fact, some questioned if the dragon's head was real or not. No, it's not real. It's paper mache one knight said, sounding stupid as he actually kicked the head. Blimey, it's real. Looking from Dragonhead to Sir Aegeon and to the other knights, Sound the trumpets and get the king. We got a dragon slayer here. The trumpets blared with their songs of welcome and victory as Sir Aegeon and Margaret were brought into the main hall of the castle and asked to please wait while the king was informed. The time had come to face the king and his father. No longer the monster that they didn't want, but the dragon slayer that overcame death and being a legless zombie to conquer the unconquerable. Sir Aegeon had come home. He was dead heart. Chapter 9 It begins. It begins. Wow, that was really a good job telling that story, disembodied voice. What's your name, anyway? It's Brian. Hmm, okay. Question, Brian. I don't get the dead heart thing. That's not really, that's not a question. It's just something I came up with on my own. I made a creative choice. I think it's poetic. Since, you know, you don't have a working heart, but everyone is like, Man, that Sir Aegon sure has a good heart for a dead guy. So, you know, I thought dead heart would be cool. Kind of like Braveheart? Um, I don't follow. But I like Braveheart. Oh, a lot. How about we use that instead? No, Sir Aegeon, you can't. Braveheart is already taken. What do you mean it's already taken? By who? Uh, by someone much more powerful and crazier than you. Now just go with Deadheart. Trust me, people will like it. I have done some market research. Market research? Sir Aegeon said, looking very confused. Sir Aegeon, don't worry. I think it's time to get your, go get your legs. Oh, right. Off he went to get his brand new legs. The king hired the best blacksmiths in the kingdom and used the input of Gravely's magic and the engineering of some young kid named uh, Da Vinci to fashion state-of-the-art legs for Sir Aegeon. Sir Aegeon was the king's new secret weapon, and even though the two didn't see eye to eye on everything, Sir Aegeon knew that he could be, he could be help, helpful to the kingdom from his new position of power. Oh, I forgot to mention, Sir Aegon's father did a total 180 after seeing how Sir Aegon had slayed the dragon and even found a girl that did not find him repulsive. Look, they have a lot to work out, obviously, and that's going to take some time. But it seems that Sir Lancelot is finally accepting of, the, of what his son is now. Not a monster, but a brave, immortal, fire-breathing zombie knight. With that, I leave you. Maybe we will meet again. I have a feeling that our hero is not done heroing just yet. The castle walls shook violently. Ah! And screaming erupted from outside. Maybe sooner rather than later. The end.
And there you have it. One of the greatest tales ever told. Dead Heart, an origin story. This book was a wonder to write for me. It was my very first uh, novella. It was about 86 pages. I loved writing it. I love reading it. It's so fun, silly, a good time for all, I hope. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, like, share, comment. Uh, please subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. I'm putting up a podcast of this as well, so you can uh, listen to it if you don't want to look at my face. <laughs> Which, let's be honest. Why wouldn't you want to look at this face? Anyway. You can listen to it on my podcast. The podcast is called This Won't Work. Um, it's something I started <laughs> like when I did when I started the blog a while back, basically because the idea of getting a real job again um, was driving me crazy, and I needed an outlet. Um, by real job, I mean something I go to nine to five. Um, somebody else pays me for it. Kind of, I don't know. You know what I mean, real job. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I'm going to be doing that and, uh, subscribe, love you guys and talk to you later. Bye.